Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your life coach, your guide on the side. Today, I am your Love Fest 2014. We are making history today on the Matt Townsend Show. It's happening. If you build it, they will come. (laughs) If you post it, they will show up. Merit, they're showing up. They are showing up. In, yesterday in buses in, a, in in cartloads yes yeah yesterday we were having some fun having some fun we would put our handsome mic up on yeah your facebook page put him up like a and you know an there ebay has been offer kind of uh kind of a lot of response like kind of a lot of a lot of response we have okay so we put mike up on the chop mike wants to get married he first wants to find someone to love and that will love him and that will you know will overlook some of some of his manliness, masculinity, gorgeous, rugged, good looks, and go to the deeper, <laughs> you know, tender core. So we we said, hey, anybody out there in Facebook land, if if you would like to date Mike Pond, it's true. Let that, us know. That is what we put and then we po- all we did posted a simple picture. He's yeah, sporting a leather picture? jacket. Mm-hmm. I think you took that picture. I did. Yeah. I, it, it was from my phone, so I feel like I get some of the. Well, you, you, I mean, you captured a great picture. It's my photography skills coming out. By the way, that was like his forty-fourth shot, <laughs> right? Yeah, no. I don't know. I was going to say that it's it's hard to capture a bad picture of Mike. No, it's Mike, true. No, let's be honest, Mr. Photogenic. It's totally true. Yeah, and if you did, he wouldn't let you share it. <laughs> yeah, you'd He'd, have to destroy yeah. it immediately. He bit me twice when I was about to share a bad one. I'm still. I'm sorry about that, Matt. That's all right. That's all right. I got shots. It's good. So anyway, we posted it, and t- what's happened? The stats. You ready for the yeah, stats? Four hundred and forty-two people have liked this, <laughs> and one hundred and twenty-three people have commented. Whole one hundred and twenty-three people are commenting people. on Mike Pond's hotness. Yeah, and I mean, how this went up seven hours ago. Yeah. This is nuts. Yeah, I've had I have posted pictures of myself <laughs> on my own <laughs> Facebook page and get no attention, but I I, sh- I put up a picture of Mike Pond. And four hundred and something, and one hundred and twenty-five comments. What are the comments? Comments. Well, they go all over the place. Let's see. Here's one. Um, this is from Sarah. It says, "Too bad I'm already married. I would date him. Cute." Holy cow, Woo-hoo. Sarah. Yeah. Um, here's another one that I like. It says, "Mike, it looks like you've got your social calendar all lined up for the next few months." <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Totally true. Is there? Here's another one. How has he not already been snatched up? I know. So that's what. That's what's that's interesting. The, yeah, that is. Because now interesting they're starting one. to question. Okay, so what's wrong with him? <laughs> well, okay. We'll see. Hold here, on. Here's another voice. comment. Oh, Ready? Uh, yeah. Can I'm I... sure he doesn't have a problem finding girls he likes. Ooh, see, so, she, so yeah, that's reassuring. I'm sure he doesn't have a problem. She has faith in you. Yeah. It, it's hard being a full time student and and working, uh, you know, at a radio station. It's rough. I, and I don't have a lot of time. Prison time. Talk about the yeah. prison time. <laughs> The prison time juvie, you know. Juvie hall. Yeah, it's it's been rough. It's been rough to... So what do you think about all of this, Mike? I mean, did you ever think that you would... I mean, you knew... You know you're the real deal. By the way, some of you don't know this. We didn't put anything on there. He's a decathlete. He's He can throw a javelin, a shot put. He can do high hurdles. He can do high jump. He can run with a pole and well, fly 15 feet I, in the air. I think you should clarify. I was a decathlete. I, I don't... All right, tell the javelin mishap. But it's just a mishap. Like the person, they'll be fine someday. I don't know if they will, Matt. He speaks Finnish. 
I'm trying to sell this deal. Plays the accordion. He plays the accordion. Not well. No. Well, who does? Uh. And and um, great guy uh, has multiple. He he loves um, he he loves uh, helping pageants and shows. Oh gosh, uh, little uh, cheerleader. He he. You're a. I, I don't know if that's helping. And you're an MC for pageantry. You're comparable to Superman. That's another one. You really, a lot of people say, whoa, is that Superman? And we're like, no, he's just wearing tights. <laughs> it's just Mike and tights. So here's the deal. We've got to figure out what we're going to do this with this. One person brought up a good point. Maybe this is Matt Townsend show's version of The Bachelor. <laughs> oh, gosh. The Bachelor. My, yeah, Mike loves 40-something, 40 44 shares. 44 people shared the picture of Mike. Yeah, which means 44 more people. I know. I know. And then they tell so two friends, and they tell two friends, and eventually this becomes viral. Yeah. Eventually Mike becomes viral, huh. which doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't. Mike <laughs> is going to be the next, like next ridiculously photogenic guy. Yeah. He is the next one. Okay, you know, and to clarify that. I'm just going to put it out here. That really was the first picture we took. You just took one picture. Boom. He yeah, struck a pose. Yeah, we tried a, a second one, but the first one was so good, we just couldn't pass it up. So. See, I can't do that. See, that's I why he's, he's the man. And that was right in the middle of when you were... T- you know, saying on first dates that I always like to argue with people. Mm-hmm. That was mid <laughs> mid radio. That was producing. I was defending myself. Booth. So you were what defending you yourself. Do? You turned. You busted a pose. Yeah, Merritt's like smile, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> and you nailed it. What does your mom say about all this, Mike? Is she okay with us? Um, you know, selling you. You know, the first thing that she did is she called me. And she said, Mike, there's like eight pictures you have to take off of your Facebook. <laughs> Did she really? Yeah. If this is ever going to work, Mike, you've got to get rid of this one and this yeah. one. By the way, which pictures are those? Because maybe we should post those tomorrow. <laughs> no. Let's I, make a collage. I, I think they're good pictures. Like there's one of me snowshoeing. She doesn't like it. Yeah, not romantic. That's not hot. <laughs> the other one where you're in tights. No, that, take that, that one is off. not. No. Snowshoeing. Yeah. <laughs> you know I what? I just want to show people I'm well-rounded, you know, normal, you lowly radio producer. Today, just humble, today, nice guy. Today, you were in hockey class. You were practicing hockey. Yeah. You could have ch- taken out one of, the f- one of the female members of your hockey team. Probably should have. You, you chose not to. See, but that shows honor. You're honorable. Chivalry, right? Chivalry. It's not dead. We talked about that a week ago. Um, okay, so we're figuring this out, but here's the deal. If you have friends, family, lonely, lonely people uh, that are in search of a partner for life, even though yesterday he said he'd, he'd actually be willing to go for 10 years and then die. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> but we're hoping we don't do that. That's so, out of context. Well, <laughs> if they want to, they can go listen to tomorrow, yesterday's show, I mean. Um, here's what we're doing. We're going to have to figure out, but I, I have a big date night coming up um, on Valentine's Day. So that's a week from tomorrow, right? That is right. We're going to – I think we ought to have Mike. I'm just thinking out loud, so this may change. But I'm thinking Mike ought to probably have a date from somebody on this Facebook page. I would agree with that. Me too. I second that. There Third. are 10 private messages at least Do of I people – Do I get a vote? No. Stay out of this, Mike. Um, <laughs> you have no say. There's 10 <laughs> private messages from people that have sent private messages that want to talk to Mike. So those of you that have sent messages, we are going to get those messages to Mike. He will be responding – Anybody else that wants to send a private message and be maybe have a chance, a shot to come to this date night? Now you'll have to pretty much, you'll have to live in the Utah area. Sorry, because we're not flying people in. 
Well, you ought to talk to Don. Somebody go ask Don if we can fly <laughs> yeah. somebody. Oh yeah, because <laughs> that you know it's BYU broadcast. Mike, budget. what's your what's your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is Mike W Pond. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to tweet at me, yeah, tweet at him. Go hashtag date with Mike. Oh yeah, tweet date it. with Mike. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna find now. Remember our goal, and this was the stated goal on the Facebook page: marriage. Marriage, Mike. Yeah, one season, how many episodes, 20 dates. 20 dates. One winner. That's how it works. That's one how they rose. do it. They pull it out. What is it? They've only got 90 days to get married on that show, right? Bachelor. Bachelor Townsend style is not going to be 90 days. We'll give you a year. <laughs> That's, I like that. Thank you. You don't have to marry quickly, but you have to pretty much give her a ring. And you have to commit to doing it on the air during the show. And you have to make a video of you walking around with your shirt off because that's what they do every bachelor. <laughs> we should have oh, talked yes. about this before we went Whoa, on the air. Who I Jess don't know up? how I feel about that. <laughs> Jess is awake if now. If we're talking bachelor, I know yeah. what we need. And it, that's what we need. Is that what sells, Jess? <laughs> yes. Isn't that funny? You hadn't said a word. And then you I'm piped married. in right there and you're like, I know you are, but you also you love were, The Bachelor. You didn't have to be on the radio. Why yeah. do I have to be on the radio with that? That's, That's kind of tough. We actually, we got Jess married too. <laughs> but she found someone from her high school um, back in the day. Okay, that's neat. I think that's great. Hey, thanks for listening. Hey, again, keep posting it. Keep sharing it. Mike Wallander Pond. And you haven't already, like the Matt Townsend Facebook page. Like it, and then likey the Mikey, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> likey the Mikey, and you may be the one. Uh, or, you know, by the way, a lot, well, a lot of people are saying, oh, he needs to date my daughter. Well, great. Make it happen. Get your daughter to tweet Mike. Folks, it's all on you. It's Gotta up to you. some action. We can change the world, folks, one date at a time with Mike Pond. <laughs> It sounds like we're just, you know, it sounds like we're we're just using him. I feel bad. I don't want to just use Mike. I want Mike to get something out of this. Well, I think we're helping him achieve one of his life's goals, his dreams. I think you're right. I think we're doing him a service. Good job, James. James C., we call him. (laughs) James C. James C. That's me. JC, we'll call you. I think that's great. That's right. Okay, so Mike, you okay with all this? You know what? I... I want to keep my job, so yes. We're good. <laughs> and let's do some other things. Eventually, we'll probably have a date where this person has to meet your mom. That probably ought to be on the air. <laughs> we'll yep. have a meet the mom episode. That every would be great in, radio. Every important think? stage of their courtship is yeah. going to happen on air right here. Oh, this gosh. What did I sign up for? <laughs> I'm so I need to get paid more than minimum wage. This is. Oh, no, no, no. They don't pay the guy on The Bachelor. The Bachelor wins the Bachelor. Uh, they win a marriage. They win. Heaven and bliss forever. You told me that I'd have to pay you a monthly fee, right? You were like, how much does eHarmony cost? That's true. Pay me that. That's, I'm glad you reminded me. Because <laughs> I was going to do this for free. But no, you're right. We'll, pay, we'll charge whatever, 40 bucks a month. It's only fair. <sighs> you know what? That's why we do this show. We're trying to change the world. The good life. The good life. We're going to call this. We need a name. We can't call it The Bachelor because it's already a show like that. So we're going to call it. We need a name. Think of that. Creative team? Yes, sir. We're on it. Mike's Road to Happiness. Mm. (laughs) The long, 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 long road to happiness (laughs) with Mike Pond. Getting Mike married. 
How's that? Ooh. <laughs> or Mike just and Mary. Maybe just that's how about, I like you the Mikey <laughs> <laughs> marriage competition. That sounds good. I like you the Mikey marriage competition <laughs> on the Matt Townsend show. And uh, just to clarify, there will be no shirts coming off, Jess. <laughs> Holy cow. The, it's the Bachelor fan that knew that. That's true, though. That's what they do. It's always about the skin. But on BYU Radio, it's not. It's about the profound depth. True love. It's about marriage. That's what brings us together today. Why are you laughing? Because it's so funny. I just heard a little this New is... Jersey accent, is all. Yeah, yeah that's New Jersey. Oh, gosh. wage. <laughs> yep, back to your accents, Jess. Not even close. <laughs> so, um, today's show, though, we're not talking about, we're not talking about, uh, I like you, the Mikey marriage competition. No, that is not. But Monday, we're launching that in a very big way. So you have all weekend to get in. If you want, get your friends, your neighbors, get those cute kids of yours, those ones that you, you know, that have been living in the basement that you want married because they're, you know, you want them out of there. Enter them in. Just tweet Mike. What's the tweet again? What's our Twitter handle we're going to use here? Mike W. Pond. Date with Mike. Hashtag date with Mike. Mike W. Pond. Hashtag date with Mike. Sign up now. Or go to my Facebook page and just... Just find Matt Townsend on Facebook and then private message. And you'll get extra points if you say, I like you the Mikey. <laughs> Marry me to change the world. You know, we actually already have one tweet with hashtag date with Mike. Do we really? Yeah. Was that his mother? No. It's a girl saying, I bet we are perfect for each other. Hashtag date with Mike. Wow. <laughs> oh, I love live radio. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, we're going to read these, right? Let's read a lot of these because this could be very exciting. (laughs) Okay, today's show, though, Merritt, we're getting into creative parenting. It's true. We are getting into creative parenting. What's that about? Well, see, here's the thing. Kids act out a lot. Yeah. And it's just part of growing up. And sometimes, in fact, most of the time, parents can be at their wit's end trying to figure things out. But um, through some guests we're going to have later today, um, Becky and Scott... Macintosh, they're going to talk about how they just bring humor into their parenting. So sometimes you just have to get creative. You, you just got to laugh. Laugh it off. Can you imagine being it. Mike's mom? It would be hard, especially because when he was a kid. He, he was bad. To, he was naughty. He was naughty. Not he bad. used to lick people's ankles. But he was just naughty. That he used was... to do what? Kick people's ankles? No. Lick people's ankles. In, in church, I would Ugh. climb under the pews and people would scream. It was horrible. I Hold don't... on. You but would... obviously, his parents did something right. Because no, he doesn't do that anymore. I think he was lacking <laughs> salt or something because he's out licking people's ankles. That's just sad. Sad. So we're going to get into creative ways to handle difficult children or children that are like pushy. Some kids aren't difficult. They're just no, perfectly and, developmentally where they're supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, and that's the thing is kids will push back. They'll test to see yeah. if you're going to enforce the rules. They'll experience different expectations and see which ones they're supposed to do. They're going to they're not going to understand every rule that you give them. So they right. might not they might be trying to be independent. Yep. So it's not really anything that anybody should be worried about, but it does happen. But this this story and we're going to laugh about it. Our guests you may have seen they're a uh, photo they're, went viral. Photo went viral. Dad wanted the daughter to dress more appropriately. It's true. So he found a very, very creative way to get instilled in her head the importance of covering up, wearing longer shorts, in a way that this girl will never forget. It's true. I personally believe it may have caused more trauma. 
but doesn't matter. I bet she dresses differently now. So uh, we'll be talking with Becky and Scott McIntosh. Also, um, throughout the show, we're going to get into some funny parenting stories as well. And uh, we're going to play catchphrase again. I guess Jess has been too busy watching The Bachelor to come up with another game. We're just going to go back to catchphrase. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back with more uh, on creative parenting and the, the Mike Pond Love Fest. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, today we're talking about creative parenting. And again, none of us have a handbook, so uh, we have to figure this out as we go. You can go read a million books on parenting. I've done that. And yet my kids can still amaze me with uh, a moment where you're like, seriously? Where did they come up with that? Where did you get that? (laughs) And what am I supposed to do now? It is the strangest thing. All uh, two of my children, we were up till midnight last night trying to figure out what classes they're going to take for next year for some odd reason. I don't know why we're doing this in January. Are they in high school or college? High school, yeah. They'll both be in high school. So, (laughs) anyway, it's it's just crazy. So, the kid that I was thinking, I don't know if this kid's ever going to graduate because he just doesn't like school, he's got five free periods next year. Because he's taken all of his classes. Holy cow. So what now are you going like, to do? Well, we're just doing fun stuff, I guess. Not fun, but Get things, a job. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Or think like, and then today, he's in a marketing class. And for oh, the first time, cool. he emails me and says, hey, I've got some awesome ideas for your business from my marketing class. Aw. I'm like, where have you been? So now I love the kid. Yeah. But I have a feeling tonight I'm going to want to kill him. Just It's just the ebb and flow of parenting. Yeah. I haven't been there. I was a perfect child. Hmm. <laughs> Just kidding. Wow, that went silent. Um, uh, so you're going to help us because uh, yeah. you, you kind of get into the idea here or you want to get into the idea. Is it the parent that's messing up the child or is it the child that's messing up the parent? Right. Who's leading whom? Because I imagine as a parent, you probably are like, oh, yeah, what did I do? Yeah. But see, what's neat when you know you're messing up your children, you just think, well, my parents messed me up. You just pass it up. That's yeah. good. Everyone that's just passes it up. I have another alternative. Okay. That's a good excuse. Great. This is yeah. also just, a good if, one. So if we're out for excuses, we've got two right there. Right. Mine and good. then this these one. These are solid, okay, too. Okay, let's, let's get another these. one. Okay, so they wanted to figure out, you know, was it the parent or the kid yeah. that kind of set the standards right. here? And um, Nature so nurture. They looked at fourteen over 14,000 pairs of twins because they figured, okay, these are in the same environment, same age. Most everything's the same except their genetic, you know, right. things in them. Okay. And they found that the child's genes shape parenting. Isn't that okay? This is true. This so is a science daily. The genes study. So so how they are, how their respond how the kids respond because of their genetic predispositions mm-hmm. then influence how we parent them. Is that what you're saying? Okay, yeah. 23% of differences in parenting is due to a child's genetics, and then the genotype-related differences are ways that the children evoke different responses from their environment. So that's saying that the child's genetics are 23%, and it's the genotype-related differences. 
that impact. So they might be more passive. So yeah. my genes, my wife's genes, they mix together, which creates whatever, 200 po- or thousands of possibilities. Those possibilities then manifest in how this child grows up and sees the world, deals with the world, mm-hmm. experiences yeah. the world. Well, and then it brings up like a boy, a young boy who doesn't have a lot of self-control and are kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, that lowers the level of positive maternal behavior. Yeah. So then the, the mom kind of goes off and then <laughs> yeah. that conditions certain responses. Yeah. And that child will then react differently depending on what their their personality yeah. or their disposition is. So they're still really interrelated. Yeah. How mm-hmm. you treat your kids, of course, is like, you know. It's a big deal. Well, it's a dance, too. So it's not, we would like to think that their behavior it's is just them. the problem. But yeah. the reality is, how I treated you this morning may be affecting their behavior towards you today. It's a complex system, is what you're saying. Yes. Um, the children's shared environment like culture and things like that accounts for 43% of parenting differences. So how everyone else in the family handles it, the culture of the Even family. Even America, you yeah. know, like yeah, if you what's live expected in, in the West versus, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like uh, growing up with technology. So we could blame the genes. We could blame our child and their agency. They just are a bad thinker. They make bad choices. Bad egg. We could, they're just a bad egg. <laughs> That's a great one. We could, we could blame their, um, the environment, the culture, like yeah. we hear that all the time. Oh, our ch- we're just too passive of a culture. We let our kids get away with way too much. Yeah. Americans are just too whatever. So that could be that, about 40-something right. percent. Right. Who else can we And blame? then several factors affect the extent to which genetics influencing parenting. Um, the age was important. At what age are they influencing the parents? Yeah. Um, well, teens, like for example, the game, I thought I had it down. First of all, I thought all my children were the same. <laughs> Then I found out not even close. Yeah. Then I thought I kind of got a hold of it. And then they started hitting puberty, (laughs) which is like, I just call that the accelerator. That's just when what you used to do at 10 miles an hour is now going 90. Oh, that's good. Yep. So they can think on their own. They, and that's actually when they started, you know, like actually physically and metaphorically throwing more stuff back. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So but that's when they're true. young, they take it. And you, they kind of, but then eventually they start tossing it back, and mm-hmm. then it's a different game. Well, and that's it says right here um, that the child's genetic influence on parenting increases with age. So, yeah. Our, our influence on how we, can, how we can kind of mold them and help them as the, helps as the, the older they get. Yeah, well, the genetic influence of the child. Okay, because their genes are probably growing in. They're learning, they're they're understanding their own personality. Yeah, well, they're learning who they are. Mm -hmm. They're they're putting all these recipes putting in. So all of a sudden we think, so we may not think we have much say or power, but when they get a little older, we might be able to work better with them. Yeah, well, I think you brought up a good point. When they're teenagers, they're going to be, you know, talking back yeah. to you. And mm-hmm. I think that that's when, that's when all of these influences from when they were little and you had yeah. the influence and their genetics and the, you know, A to B plus yeah, it's C. It's a big cesspool. That's where it comes, you know, and it you're like, converges. how did I do? Let's see how nice they are to me and everyone around them. That's, that is actually a cool point. And so... um in the end, maybe what this is all about is we have to deal with them all one by one. We have to take them on as they come. We have to understand. We can't just blame one thing. Yeah, you can't just blame the kid. Yeah. It's the kid and the parent and how both of them react to each other. Yeah. See, and that's what's powerful. So my son, amazing. We're on, we're off. We're on, we're off. We're on, we're off. But 
what's cool is I think we're figuring it out. So now I kind of know more what he needs. He knows more what I need. And it's just it's just negotiating. Yeah. And the more adult he gets, the yeah. more adult you'll get. Well, supposedly. <laughs> just kidding. That's what my wife's been saying, but I, I don't think we're believing that <laughs> because I'm pretty adult. Actually, I'm pretty old and uh, not not maturing. So uh, here's – this is a perfect setup, Jess. Well done for our next guest. Becky and Scott McIntosh are going to be joining us after this break. They have got a story for you. You may have heard about it. It's gone viral. I'm going to let them tell the story. Basically – Daughter didn't want to do what dad needed her to do, just, you know, dress more conservatively, maybe. And so dad got crazy. And when you go cray-cray on your daughter, you don't have to hurt her or yell at her. You can just embarrass her. Prime time, Prime time, that's right. (laughs) Becky and Scott McIntosh will be joining us. Uh, We'll take a break. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We're helping you with more creative parenting right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your life coach, your guide on the side. Today, we're talking parenting, creative parenting, in fact. Have you ever sat down and tried to get your children to do something? Do something that, you know, they don't want to do. So you you try the nice way. Sometimes you try the ugly, scary way. You try every way you can to get this lesson across and to just... Come on, just trust me on this. This is important, and they still won't budge. And so on the show today, we've got uh, some authors that are right now writing a book about an experience they had that went viral. It really is uh, a phenomenal story, and as we get into it, I think you're going to see why. Their names are Scott and Becky McIntosh. They've been married for 30 years. They're the parents of seven children four daughters, and three sons. Their youngest child right now is 17 years old. By the way, they had five children in six and a half years, which means they found out as they all aged, they had five teenagers at one time. Yikes. So this is a couple that has been through it. Now, we love the kids, so, you know, but it's tough. And recently, uh, Scott became known worldwide when a photograph of him um, that was, we'll let him explain it, that somebody took went viral. Um, it's just a silly picture, but these people, since this all went down, they've been everywhere. They've been on, you know, Good Morning America. Huffington Post, The Today Show, Inside Edition, CNN, Fox and Friends, Rachel Ray, dozens of radio shows, Jay Jay Leno, Jimmy Fallon. In fact, uh, Jimmy Fallon said that this man gets Dad of the Year Award. And so we're so excited. They're currently writing a book uh, right now. Um, Actually, Becky's, I guess, taking the lead on the writing. My husband wears the shorts in this family. Parenting with humor, courage, and a whole lot of love. So Scott and Becky McIntosh, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Hi, Matt. How are you guys? Having the courage to have us on. Oh, you bet. (laughs) You guys are scary. Hey, this is such a great story. And I remember when it came out, I think every parent just in the world thought, "Woo, take them on. 
Actually, put them on. Put your shorts on. (laughs) Cover up. Cover up. Now, Scott, okay, so there's two things going on here. There was the lesson, and I don't want us to forget the lesson, because it seems like you you guys got swept up in the media, but the media may not have picked up the message you were trying to send your daughter. Modest was hottest. Is that the message? That was the message, yeah. Okay, so explain what happened, Scott, and and maybe just walk us through, because we've, you know, we're parents, we understand what you go through. Well, well, the first thing to point out is the fact that this was never supposed to go out of my home. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's uh, what you're saying. (laughs) Right. I mean, the fact that the picture was taken at a restaurant was just a second thought, because, uh, we we wanted this to happen at home. The the children would see the way I was dressed. We'd laugh. We'd change our clothes. Then go out on the town, but the children didn't notice. Um, they were just had their they had their faces in their phones the whole time. I was trying to show them as they were in the back seat of the truck, and I stood there and talked to them. And they never looked up once. And so the only way for this to happen was to uh, just get in the truck and go. So, so so what happened though is your was it just one daughter or were multiple daughters? One daughter and my son okay. uh, were the only two at home, and they. They were in the back seat, and I just waited for one of them to at least notice, and they didn't. Okay. And so uh, we went to town, and so we, we decided to, to go with that. But well, at the beginning, everything did look about the picture. That's what caught people's eye. That's what made everybody laugh and, and start passing it around. <laughs> Uh, then Becky um, had me write on her blog uh, the real story behind the short shorts because it was getting a little bit uh, misconstrued by people. And so in doing so, that's when the story of love came out and the reason why I did it. And that's when the big magazines and big, uh, you know, TV shows, all those type of people picked up on it because this was something that I did not to embarrass my daughter, right. but to embarrass myself for my daughter. And that oh, was wow. the biggest difference. It really is. It, it kind of got sideways a little bit, didn't it? Just in the media because you weren't able to tell the message behind it. So, so explain, um, typical teenager, great girl, uh, but I guess was she wearing shorter shorts, shorter shorts than you wanted her to? Well, you know, or wasn't I'll, it even I'll a problem? You were just preventing. Bit. Yeah. Oh, it it had it had been a problem, and um, there had been many discussions about it. And it was about a week earlier when my our son Sky had actually given the idea to to his dad to do that. And and at the time, Scott said, "Oh, well, that's really funny, but I'd never do it." Yeah. And then here it was a week later. He he knew we were going out. Um, as a family to dinner and then miniature golfing. And so when he saw what our daughter was wearing, he thought, oh, perfect opportunity to do what Sky suggested. I'm going to go cut a pair of old jeans off. I'll come downstairs. She'll <laughs> see me. We'll both laugh, and then we'll go change. Yep. And, you know, and what was funny, if you've seen the picture, he's wearing a T-shirt that says, Best Dad Ever. Yeah, I saw And <laughs> that was a T-shirt that our older daughter gave him for Father's Day. And oh. at the time when he opened that up, he thought, where would I... When would I ever wear that shirt except on Father's Day when all the family's around? But that day when he, he went up to his room, cut his cut his jeans, and as he was cutting them, he saw that T-shirt, and he thought, oh, perfect. Yep, perfect <laughs> outfit. Perfect opportunity to, to, to wear this. And, you know, he thought he was just going to come downstairs. Yeah. She'd laugh and say, okay, I get it. Let's yeah. go change. But when he came downstairs, they were already in the truck. Oh, no. So, um, and then and they're then, not paying you know, attention. They're just no, on they're their phones. The, yep, they're not paying attention. <laughs> they weren't paying attention at all. I talked to him for literally probably five to seven minutes as I stood next to the truck at my door talking to them, and they never looked up one time, which tells us a lot about That's right. this uh, overpowering effect that phones have with them. Well, and you're, well, you're praying that they're going to just, hey, guys, just look down. 
please. Yeah. I do yeah, not want to go out to dinner like that. this. I can't say, yeah. hey, will you look at me? Yeah. I, that would ruin it. You so I needed him to just look up. That's funny. <laughs> wow. Wow. So then what? So then you go out, you're at the restaurant. I guess you get out of the truck, and your kids finally get to see the magic? Yeah. yeah Sky was actually the first one to see Scott as he gets out of the truck, and our, our son says, oh, you did it. And then our daughter gets out and sees him and says, what are you doing? And he said... <laughs> You know, well, apparently short shorts are pretty darn cute, so let's go. And she was kind of startled and, and um, said, well, you know, um, it's okay. All right, let's, let's go. And, and on into the restaurant we, we went. Oh, so. my heavens. What, were you, what was going through your head, Scott? Like, this is going to be a long besides, dinner. Besides the fear? Yeah, the fear. <laughs> no, I was, uh, I was nervous because this is our hometown, and I, I, people were going to see me that I thought might know me. And, yeah, people from and, church. Uh, I had to gut up courage that I just didn't think that I had, and uh, and that's all it was to it. I just I had to just wrap my mind around it and say this is for the very best interest of my daughter, and just walk in there like I owned the place, and and no what it, no eyes staring or anything like that was going to change that. I just I just had to own it. Yeah, I think you know what I I I I'm the kind of guy that would try that, and then it it would feel like it's backfiring the minute we're pulling up into a restaurant. <laughs> but then, but then, ironically, that's when you know someone else, I guess, saw you and thought, "Whoa, look at that!" and took a picture. Well, Is... actually, my son Sky is the one that took a picture. Oh, he I took the picture. At, yeah, I was looking at the menu and uh, <laughs> just on the wall. It was just a menu on the wall, and I was sitting there staring at it, and so that's why I looked so blank, stared on the photo. <laughs> and he took a picture, and then I didn't, I didn't know that. And then a little bit later, we sat down and started eating. And uh, and it was just eating for a while when all of a sudden he says, oh, my gosh, I've got 60, uh, 60 shares on my Twitter. And I'm like, <laughs> what? You know, and and my wife's asking about it. So he shows the picture. We didn't even know he had one. And so they wanted it. Miley and Becky both wanted it. And so then they put it on Facebook and Tumblr. And the next thing I knew, it was going nutso. Isn't that so? It's that's, you know, there you go. Social media right there. And the message Absolutely. got out. I mean, at least it gives you a chance to go a little deeper in the message. Did you sit down while you were at dinner? What was the topic of conversation at dinner? We really didn't even talk about it didn't much. You? We just kind of yeah, we just sat down and started eating, and everything was fine. And then, uh, and then we well, I guess we started talking about when he sit, mentioned how many hits were on his Twitter. Uh-oh. And so then we uh, laughed about it, and they started putting it on on their other assignments, but. I was, or other other uh, websites, but I wasn't thinking much about it. I just said, "Hey guys, we're going miniature golfing," yeah. and that's when I had to gut up some little extra courage and and just say, "This hasn't had an effect on her. She's not really even caring yeah. that I'm doing this. She's laughing about it." And so I thought miniature golf might do it. So we went there, and <laughs> uh, and that's where I really needed a lot of courage. Yeah, we were out amongst a lot of people, and and I'm watching waltzing around. People are actually taking pictures of us and trying to line themselves up for shots. For pictures and act like they're not taking a picture of me, that they're taking a picture yeah. of a friend. Yeah. But hey, there's the world's actually, greatest dad. Get a yeah, picture of it, that. It was just crazy. It was so funny how how everybody reacted to it. It's a. It, I think it's a. It's a. It's it's a special way to get the point across, um, because it's also something you're sharing with your daughter. And then one by one, Today Show, Huffington, all these people start lining up, saying, "Hey, we want to talk to you about it." What What did that do? 
It was awesome because it was that's where I was able to really explain uh, my thoughts. I got interviewed uh, by Scott. Um, I can't think of Scott's last name anyway on on KSL. And, oh yeah. Uh, and so when I talked to him at, at noon, I, I did the interview, and then when I got done, I was so upset at myself because the only thing I really wanted to say was that this was out of love, and I wanted my daughter to know of her great worth. Right. And and I walked away having just laughed with him about the whole story and never presenting that. And yeah. so the next day when the Deseret News called me, I was able to tell them the reason, and that's when it really honestly took off and so and that was the message i wanted to the people to hear i mean sure they they can laugh at me in my shorts i didn't care but later on whenever i was getting invited places or when they'd come to take pictures they'd say oh can we put you in the shorts and i and i wouldn't do it it wasn't because i was embarrassed more at that moment than i was that my picture had gone all around the world it was because the message had already been sent i didn't need to make it about me because it was never about me it was about it was about modesty and about my daughter and the standards way it pulled in our family and in our home and that's that was the message. It wasn't about a mockery of me. Right. And, and you're not trying you're not trying to humiliate your daughter. You were trying to communicate with her in a way that you tried verbally. You tried every lesson, every lecture, I bet, to get Absolutely. her to get it, and none of them worked. They all turned into fights. Yeah. And this one, this one, I just knew she would laugh about it. I knew her personality. She'd look at me and, and think, Dad, you're the biggest, you know, corny guy on the earth, and, and I... I, she understands it about me. That she knows my personality, so it was just going to be funny. Yeah, and that that was the basically, but still get the point across. Well, it's funny, and Scott Hawes is the radio or the television guy, Scott Hawes, there we go. Yeah. and he's a dad. And I mean, I can almost just imagine the <laughs> the whole moment there. Now, Becky, as you're sitting back watching this unfold, what did you see? So you're the mom of the house. You you might know that dad's willing to do crazy stuff like that. What did you see happening to the family? To your daughter, especially. I mean, was how did how what did you see? What's the in, what are the things you saw going on on the inside? You know, when this started to go viral, that was one of my concerns because was was our daughter. Yeah. Uh, and you know, this was taking on a life of its own. And I and I said to her, you know, it's out there. We can't stop it. So because she wanted it just to go away, because it in a way, you know, made her look bad. Yeah. And yeah. we didn't we didn't want it to be negative at all. And, you know, I, I said, you know, all these, the networks are calling us, let's, you know, do the interview and let's put it, you know, get the positive message out and um, go with it. And it'll, it'll soon be the message, the, the thing of the past. There'll be a new story next week, but this is what's happening now and let's, you know, make the best of it. And she was a, a really good sport about it. She's a darling personality, darling, darling girl. And, she laughed about it, but um, wanted it to go away at the yeah. same time. <laughs> yeah, please go away. Please go away. Yeah. <laughs> did she did she change how she dresses? Well, it is winter right now. Yes. So the, the big test will be when the weather warms up. Yeah, um, that will. She was, asked that, she was asked that question in a lot of the interviews, and she'd, she'd say, well, I definitely think about it a lot more, and I definitely That's know great. how much my dad loves me. That's great. Well, I mean, honestly done as you know goal accomplished right right you've done right. everything you can do she still is an agent that gets to choose what she wants to do and absolutely but she knows dad loves her and she knows dad'll find some other way maybe even creative way to reach her and- uh, absolutely and the thing that's funny is i mean she's she's a mature girl yeah I mean, she's been to college and you know for a semester and, and stuff and she's she's 19 years old yeah. um and so it's funny some of the comments we got back were 
you know, well, Dad, what kind of clothes are you buying your daughter? No wonder she dresses like that. Yeah. You've created this and things. And it's like, are you kidding me? They, they don't have a 19-year-old. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. And, and they thought that she was probably a lot younger. But, like a little 12-year-old, uh, yeah. Right. Hey, let's do this. We're talking with Scott and Becky McIntosh. We're going to take a break. Uh, they're writing a book. Uh, I think, Becky, are you doing the, the majority of the writing? Actually, the book's already available. There's a little short e-book Sweet. on Amazon called My Husband Wears the Short Shorts in, in This Family. And the first part of the, the book is the story um, and some, some added pictures in there that you haven't seen. Awesome. And, and then it's followed by 10 life lessons that we learned in raising our seven kids and then a bonus chapter from our oldest son. Great. Lessons that he learned in the home. And, yes, Scott's been writing a book for um, for several years now on life lessons, and that's still a work in pro- progress and, and going to happen in the near future. That's great. So they can go to Amazon and get the ebook. Uh, yep. My husband wears the short shorts in this family. Um, parenting with humor, courage, and a whole lot of love. Let's take a break and come back. And I'd love to get into some of those life lessons. What are some other things you've learned? I mean, you've been doing it forever. You're now, I mean, in such demand that uh, you're starting to speak. You're going to have to start traveling all over, uh, but changing the lives of, of parents all over the country. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back with the Macintoshes right after this. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, we're taking on uh, that important task of being a creative parent. You know, sometimes when you run to the end of the deal, the end of the the row, and the water, you know, in the farm's not getting all the way to the end of the row, you got to find a creative way to get the nurturing, the caring of the people we love all the way down to the end. And uh, we've got some wonderful guests today. Beck and Scott, Ma- Becky and Scott Ma- McIntosh have found a way to to be creative and found a creative way to teach a very important lesson. The lesson they were really trying to teach was that modest is hottest. They wanted to teach their daughter that it's important to cover up and, and be modest. And uh, one way they did it was dad was willing, by the way, with a little influence from the sun, it sounds like, to um, get some short shorts on and a that world's best dad shirt, all by the way, provided by the children, and um, and then go out in public, and it's become an incredible uh, viral sensation online. Rachel Ray, dozens of shows, CNN, Fox and Friends, Inside Edition, they've all been featuring it. But more importantly, I think is they stuck true to the their desire to be with their uh, you know honoring their daughter, but teaching their daughter. And so they put together a book, My Husband Wears the Shorts in This Family, Parenting with Humor, Courage, and a Whole Lot of Love, which is an ebook on Amazon.com. Just go to Amazon.com, look up My Husband Wears the Shorts, and you're going to find it. And it's got 10 life lessons. So welcome back to the show, Macintoshes. Thank you. Good to have you. What, um, what are some more lessons that are in your life lesson book? I mean, you guys, you're, you're speakers. You do this for a living. I mean, you know what kids need and teach, and, and I mean, I know, for example, Becky's uh, spoken specifically on topics, topics like encouraging and praising and providing help to teenagers, and uh, I mean, you guys have traveled abroad, you've gone to India, you've done a lot of stuff to help kids. So what are some of the life lessons we should be looking out for? 
Oh, he's pointing to me. Oh, it's a point <laughs> off. There we go. Who won? <laughs> Um, Scott won. It's me. Okay, good. You get it. <laughs> it was more powerful. Yeah. You know, um, we both we both love teens, and, and there's a lot of great lessons to learn from teens, which is the most misunderstood age group. Yeah. And, you know, we had, had like I said, you said earlier, five teens in, in six, I mean, five kids in six and a half years. So those teens were, they were those five or the teens at the same time. And, oh, and those were crazy times in our house. Tough. The mornings, were, the mornings were, were the craziest with three teenage girls trying to get ready for school at the same time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of life lessons. And some of them were, you know, setting boundaries means that kids feel loved, safe, and appreciated. And sometimes the right thing to do isn't the easiest thing to do. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> isn't that true? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, it would have been easier to not make the point the way Scott made it. It would have been easier to just give up on the lesson, I guess. But you you couldn't. You had to keep finding a way to do it. I mean, I don't know that I would have gone miniature golfing, Scott. (laughs) There probably should have been a time where it was enough. I mean, maybe that's when you should have just go. You should have gone to play tennis. (laughs) <laughs> it would have been more fitting, huh? <laughs> it totally would have. <laughs> but that's it. You you can't always give up, and it's not necessarily going to be easy. That's right. Yeah, you have to you mean what you say and, and follow through. And, and you know, sometimes um, you have to be stern with your kids, and, and other times, you know, find find humor. Find yeah. that the, the happy medium and... and you know, you don't want to create wedges. You want to open up doors of opportunity to, to open up the communication and, and to build and, and love and trust each other. Totally. What is it? Has this changed you? I mean, I, I get a lot of complaints about from parents who they always come to me and they're like, I, can I just ask you a question about my daughter? And the minute I hear that, I'm thinking I, I'm pretty much sure that they're always 14, 15 or 16. <laughs> And they they pretty they universally are and so, um, but what is what has this taught you about that age group? And you, like you came right out and said we just love teens and they sometimes get such a bad rap. What are we doing as parents? Do you think how are we misinterpreting them? Well, I think as parents we see things in the future. We look more at at what the the choices that they're making now and how that's going to affect them in the future where our teens, they're in the moment. They're living in the now. Yeah. The future is far, far away. And they're living in the now, and they want you know, things to happen now, and they're just looking for the, the, the pleasure or the, the moment for right, right then. Yeah. Well, and then it's, I think the big – oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, you go ahead. I, I was going to say the biggest misinterpretation with teens is they are – they're going through puberty and all these different things that they've not been used to. These testosterone boosts to these boys are, are like a roller coaster, and, and I don't know when it's going to hit. And so sometimes I might you know, say something to my son that's just so very nice and kind, and, and it just affects him emotionally, where other times he could be like a wall and would, would take anything I said to him, even if it was harsh. And yeah. so um, I think that sometimes we, as parents, need to know when to pick our battles. Um, something that Becky's taught me is is I, I just I hate to see the kid the kids rooms be a mess and and sometimes she's okay dad, you know this is the time to you know let's let's make the point and other times is you know what shut the door and walk away and quit looking at it if you don't like it and let's give them time to adjust and let them get back on their a game and have a better day and then let's talk to them about it and and it's just been an adjustment because 
kids can have bad days too. Why do we always expect parents, you know, we can have bad days, but the kids always have to be able to take everything we give them. And sometimes we need to give them a little room. That's so true, isn't it? Like we, we, we as adults get this pass on our, and how our moods are impacted by our day-to-day lives, but we're, we don't give that same pass on the, for these kids, do we? Absolutely. Well, um, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, I want to hear more, more lessons about parenting that you guys have got. Again, people should be checking out their book. It's an ebook, very, very affordable. You go to Amazon.com, look for the book. My husband wears the shorts uh, in this family. Again, you got to just go there anyway. Check it out and um, look under the cover. Be careful because the shorts are short, and um, he's on the cover sporting the shorts best dad ever saw uh, shirt as well also when we come back i'd love you guys to share with us the lesson that you're trying to teach your daughter about modesty as well that's a great lesson we could all remember this is the matt townsend show we'll be right back you're listening to us on sirius xm 143 byu radio back everybody to the matt townsend show hey today we got a topic that is knocking it out of the park creative parenting you know sometimes you just got to find a more creative way to get things moving and uh, we have some wonderful guests that uh, found some very creative ways to get things moving and then they wrote a book about it scott and becky mcintosh are joining us they've been married for 30 years they're the parents of seven children Four daughters, three sons. By the way, again, five kids in the teenage years at one time. That's like a hurricane. Um, Their youngest child right now is 17 years old. And you may remember Scott became world known. I mean, he went everywhere when he donned some short shorts, some Daisy Dukes, uh, in an effort to teach his daughter an important lesson about modesty. And... He was willing to go out, didn't want to go out, but they weren't paying attention, so he just surprised him uh, wearing some short shorts when they were all going out to dinner. And since then, it's gone viral and taken off. So we've asked him to be on the show again, and Scott and Becky, both great speakers. They're an author. They're now out and about traveling and speaking nationally. So if any of you are looking for a really good speaker, Speaker on parenting, you got to bring this pair. He won't wear the shorts. the The point was bigger than the shorts. Is that right, Scott? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. The shorts are done. They're retired. Good. Did you put them in glass under glass? You know, actually, Rachel Ray put them under glass. Uh, she? she when she had us on the show, she wanted me to wear them, and I told her I wouldn't. And uh, and so to ensure that I never did again, she put them under glass and, and framed them for <laughs> well, me. That's great. Said, said modest is hottest and had my pictures on there. Yeah, she did a nice job. That is neat. I mean, it really is neat that it's it kind of becomes um, it becomes, I think, motivating to the rest of us that are trying to get our daughters and sons to be more modest and to respect each other a little bit more. Um, what about the lesson? Uh, wh- why was the modesty lesson such an important thing for you guys? Well, Matt, as you'll understand, being a guy as well, um, we think differently than women. And uh, 
I just know how guys' minds work, and, and we don't need to feed anything different than what we already create ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so my daughter, um, who I think a lot of young women are a little bit naive in that aspect and not realizing what goes through a guy's brain, I just didn't want, them, want my daughter adding to that to somebody and, and having them think those kinds of things about my daughter. Yeah. And so I, I just think that girls are, I don't know, they're, they're just such great worth, and it's hard to put that emphasis on that. They've, I think they're so much more superior than men. For some reason, I just think that we uh, take the back seat to them and, we, and that we just don't hold, hold a candle to them, that we should hold the, treat them as queens. And I want, I want my daughter to feel that way about herself. And you were really just, you're, you're trying to make it easier for the guys. You're just saying, look, let's just, let's just cover up and, and be a little more modest. And, but it, I guess it doesn't mean you can't be stylish, too. You just right. have to, but you're trying to make it easier knowing more of the natural man mentality. Well, the, the styles are always going to push the limits. And so uh, it's just a matter of, I think every family should have a standard. And my, I'm not trying to set a standard for the world. I'm not trying yeah. to say, hey, this is what you guys all need to do. I just think that every family should have their own standard. Ours is posted on the refrigerator door. And, and that's what the Macintosh family standard is. And I think it's easier to uphold when you have it in view where everybody can see. And it's not something that we just say, hey, this is the standard. We, we agree as a family, this is kind of the things we uphold. And so in doing so, um, I think that it's easier for us to keep that intact in and keep it in line. And, and not necessarily what was right for you is right for me or right. vice versa. I think it's just something that we need to do. So we have, it's like setting goals. Yeah. And, and I guess it can't hurt, Becky, to I guess this is why you're you're going out and starting to talk and, and work more with the teenagers and in parenting classes and things. Um, I mean, it doesn't hurt as a parent to just open up the conversation. I think that's one of the great blessings or things that you two have done together is you've opened the conversation or at least given us all a chance to talk about it. You know, that's that's a lot of the feedback that we've been given, we've been getting from, from parents is, is that they showed the picture and the story to their daughter and said, um, if you don't want me to do this, then, you know, cover up. And, you know, a lot of, thank you, Scott, for doing what you did so I don't have to do that. I can just, you know, remind my daughter, you know, you don't want me looking like this. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's helped a lot of parents out, I think. It's just creative parenting with its non-abrasive. There's too many abrasive moments in in parenting um, moments, and this this was just something that that you just lighten the mood and uh, and get the point across. I like too that you you had the idea earlier on, even you know you know pushed a little bit or invited a little bit by your son, but you you held off. It's like you had the discipline, like no, not yet, not yet, <laughs> not now, and then you fired it. So it's it's almost that kind of is an important principle in parenting, isn't it? To to know when it's right. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's what's weird is I I actually when you say to hold off until it felt right, I I, I was going to hold off forever. Oh, where yeah, you had <laughs> so, given it up. I, I, that was never going to happen. But the the thing is when it when that moment came, I just saw the perfect opportunity and I just ran with it. It just felt right. Yeah. Did did you ever think, Becky, it would go like this? Did you ever think, you know, from that dinner, you were going to be writing a book about this? Oh, absolutely not. No, <laughs> our our life was a whirlwind. Um, you know, just six months ago, it was completely different than what it is now. We had we had no i not, no idea that it would just 
completely do a 380. Yeah. What's your best lesson? What's the big lesson? <laughs> 180. Yeah, yeah, 180. That would have been a real turn. Um, (laughs) Just a little over a full circle. Yeah, that would have been nauseating. Um, What what do you sense is the biggest, you know, standout? What what have you all learned as a family um, just by being able to bring some humor in and and have fun? Well, I think our our kids— they were raised not knowing what their dad, their dad was going to do or say. Um, he'd never done anything this extreme, but it really wasn't out of the, his character or personality. He's a pretty pretty funny guy, and um, they just never know what he's going to do or say next. <laughs> yeah, surprise, surprise. It keeps him on edge. <laughs> it does. It does. It does. And, you know, the thing that's funny is my, my children all come back to me with – I asked them one day uh, what stories they had. Um, just from our past that would be funny stories that I could share because um, I was going to be speaking. And everything they came back with was really funny for them and not so funny for me. Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> and, You're like, what is yeah, my deal? Well, they, they just remembered things that I didn't want them to remember. And, <laughs> and I think that's part of what we do is uh, we've got to be careful as parents to, to always treat, uh, treat things you know, light but not get too excited because most of the moments were when I was out of control or got too excited, and, and that's the things they remember. And so we've got to create those memories that are good memories. Um, so so they've, they've got good things to think about. We need to serve them, you know, ice cream Sundays for breakfast one morning before school. It's not going to kill them to have ice cream. Right. It's going to be something that they're going to remember. They'll have a good lunch. Exactly. They'll, they'll get over it. Yeah. What's the big deal? That's something a good friend of ours, Chad uh, Hymas, yeah. shared. And I, and I love that. I just think it's just opportunity to create good memories with our children. And Chad Hymas, he's been on the show a couple times. He's He had a spinal cord injury because of an accident. Now he travels the country teaching, you know, life's pretty good, even if you're he's in a wheelchair. Yeah, he is a great man. Um, it's, I, I really, I, I think that's so important for Christmas. My, um, my kids put together a video where it was the worst. I mean, it was beautiful, not because they're listening, <laughs> but they acted out all of the funny things that mom and dad, that we do. Oh. And they, and they, and it was a video and they, it was just quotes, just little funny things we do. And, um, it's, it, you're so right, Scott, cause you, they're picking up stuff. They're noticing your tendencies. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's embarrassing. I shouldn't say that. Um, but then, too, uh, you also want enough humor in there that it's not always just intense parenting. We've all had the dad that would, you know, well, I remember when I was a kid. And they'd get into their story and they immediately turn off. How do you keep them engaged? And your speakers with youth. What have you noticed just as speakers and parents to keep your kids engaged with you so you can you can keep influencing them instead of they just turn off the phones and ignore you, which they probably still do? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's still, still kind of tricky. I think you've asked the hardest question ever because that that can be from day to day. Yeah. And, uh, and like, like I said earlier, I think when that moment, when you present that moment to them, and they're not ready to listen, and you can tell that they're not in one of those days yeah. to, to pay attention. Pay, be patient. Wait for the opportunity, um, and then and then make it more impactful. It's more powerful, really, when you have the discipline to not have to tell the story right now, and instead, it, I'll find the right time. 
there'll right. be the next time. But then when the opportunity is there that we also take it, that seems to be just as hard. True. Very true. Um, I know, too, you had seven kids. Now, a lot of people think that's just flat out crazy. Four daughters, three <laughs> sons. Um, and you're, all of your children are your baby's 17. So now what are you feeling as they're, I guess, winding up, uh, I mean, getting out of the house, and now it's kind of emptying out? What's that like? Oh, it's very, very strange. You know, four of our kids are married, and we have three grandchildren, two grandsons and a, a darling little little granddaughter. And now we get to, to watch them parent. Yeah. And, and it's funny hearing them say things that we would say or do things that we did. Um, <laughs> it's it's you know, kind of rewarding in a way um, to see that, you know, maybe you did some, some things right yeah. as, as you watch them parent their children. And the thing that's funny about this, and we need to go back just a little bit, is on all seven children, every one of them are so different. Yeah. And, uh, and, and there's no personality that's the same. And so if our manual work that we uh, wrote for the first one, that's great, but it did not work for the second one nor the third. And so you've you got to continue to recreate that manual. You've got to be creative on every one of them, and you can't compare them to the other. They've got to be, they're as individual as they are. We've got to treat them that way. Mm. It's so true. We have to get in and, and be willing to let them also be what they are and just be positive and love them. And, I mean, you can still influence them, try to push them a little bit, but in the end, they kind of are who they are. Right. What? The bottom line is, you know, if they, they know you love them and care about them, then and then that's when, you know, things really happen and, and they want to be with the family and they, they know that you love them mm. unconditionally. Yeah. One of the things I also loved was the feedback when you when this all went viral and your Facebook started going off the charts. You were getting feedback from people. Uh, 95% of it was positive and some of it was pretty personal and it would tug on your heart. What are some of the things you learned that just the average person needed in a dad? The reason that we decided to take this um, to another level and, and get it out of our home and, and open it up to the entire world, because it had already gone that direction with the picture and the story. Right. But we wanted the message to be clear because there were so many people that came in. It was literally hundreds that actually just wrote a short line that just said, I wish my dad loved me enough to do that. Oh. And that just, I mean, that just broke my heart. Yeah. I couldn't believe yeah. that there was people out there that didn't have that same feeling that I knew I grew up with and I wanted my children to grow up with, and that there was literally people that had, had been that way. I had one lady who um, told us that she um, had zero self-esteem, and she finally was told of her great worth by um, a counselor or, or by a, her therapist. Hmm. And that was the first time she really realized that she had great worth. And she said, now I'm a senior. So she was a senior citizen. She says, and it's taken me this long to realize that my life's worth something. And it was, oh, it just tears you apart. Yeah. Because she didn't grow up in the home that we take for granted that we create for our children as well as we were raised in. It's also beautiful that, you know, some that we can for those that don't have the home, that uh, that kind of healthy, idyllic home, or even just stable home, we can play a role. It sounds like you played a role in, in helping to see that you're valuable, and um, a therapist could play that role, but we, we I'm sure you play that role for a lot of your 
grandchildren and your and your children's friends and I mean just anybody that saw what you've done. It's powerful. Absolutely, absolutely. I just you know you see the people on the streets that did the videos that say free hug today. I yeah, mean, you just feel like you want to do that. Just go out and hug everybody and just let them know that they are worth something. I agree. Just don't wear those shorts. <laughs> that's when it that gets creepy. That's, that's when the cops get called. Um, well done, you two. Uh, congrats on your work. And again, anybody, go just go to Amazon.com. Check out their book. Uh, it's an e-book, very affordable. My husband wears the shorts in this family. Parenting with humor, courage, and a whole lot of love. Guys, thanks so much for teaching us uh, that, that very important lesson. Thank you, Matt. You bet. Great to be here. Thank you. And take care uh, and get get some more pants. Uh, (laughs) Will do. You're awesome. Thanks, you guys. Well, uh, there you have it. Man, that's pretty real. When all of a sudden people are crying because they want a dad that cares. So think about it out there. Are you being the parent you need to be? Not here to guilt you. Don't go all guilty. Don't go all shame. Let's just change today. Today, let's pick up our game. Let's be better parents. Let's uh, maybe share with our kids how seriously valuable they are, how important it is that they they get their identity from who they are, from their inside. They're being a child of God instead of maybe getting it from what they're wearing. We'll take a break. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back. You're listening to us on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we're talking about creative parenting. Sometimes you got to get a little creative. And uh, when you, you know, sometimes you can't, sometimes you don't know how to get creative. So then it just ends up being funny. And you say embarrassing things, you do embarrassing things. Nothing better than being a parent uh, and embarrassing yourself, your children, and everyone on earth. It seems to go hand in hand. So our researchers here, the um, I guess Mike uh, and Hannah has been doing the research, and then she handed it off to Mike, the um, the Bachelor Pond. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, that's that's correct. Any I, new news about your bachelorhood? Well, there since are since the last time we talked. I'm still a bachelor. Still a bachelor. Yeah, there has been. So you haven't married in the last half hour? No. Okay. I got close though. Well, wow, but, really. What am I doing? No, I'm missing I, I everything. Didn't. I'm here doing a show. I miss everything. So what are the stories you found? Funny stories about parenting. So Hannah was researching on, on the Internet, and, and we had some people submit some of their funny stories. One of them that I thought was pretty funny uh, was uh, a mother uh, submitted this, Amanda. She said that uh, when her baby was brand new— um, and Brand they, new? Yeah. Like, like, well, like young, a car. Long chi- yeah, young child. <laughs> yeah, uh, brand new to this earth. They they'd left the stroller in the parking lot of of a pizza parlor. Oh no! And kind of in the hustle and bustle of things, and trying to get him fed, changed, and strapped in the car seat, they completely forgot the stroller of the child. And uh, later, they they realized the mistake, and they returned to the scene of the crime. And uh, the stroller was gone. And so they asked Someone had around. Yeah. yeah, they thought, well, where'd it go? And so they asked, and uh, they'd assumed that it was stolen, but. Uh, 
it gets better. It oh, wasn't no. stolen. Uh, turns out someone reported the stroller as an abandoned baby because there were some blankets scratched up. Uh, and, uh, so they thought it was like there was a baby in the stroller. Yeah, and so the fire department, multiple, yeah. you know, the sheriff and the police department yeah. came, and the news Crime was scene there. investigator, CSI. Yeah, but the local news station showed up. Wow. And, uh, so they called the police station. Now, these, these people uh, had their baby. They yeah, had the baby yeah. in the there car. There was no baby in the stroller. Yeah. That's embarrassing. And uh, obviously, yeah, there was no baby. So, but the police department took it and placed it into evidence. Did they? Did they do fingerprinting? You know, I don't know. They should have tried to cross. I'm watching a lot of like CSI stuff lately. They should try to do some DNA cross testing because there had to have been some spittle on the blankets, and they could have gone and done a DNA test and found the baby if the baby had ever been arrested before. If they had the baby's DNA, I'm just saying. That's what they should have done. Probably not what they did. But, but it seems to lose the embarrassment of it when in you a get into the CSS. Hmm. That's probably what that is embarrassing. Happen. That is really embarrassing. And there's another embarrassing story. Son, uh, a mother is pushing a son in a grocery store and a uh, very picky eater. Oh, and yeah. whenever, you know, he, she, he didn't like what was being served, he blamed it on the mother. You know, yeah. you you never let me eat. You did, oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. Then so then child services gets called. He was about four at the time, and so to alleviate this, uh, you know, or to come up with some kind of remedy, she took him to the grocery store and said, "Okay, what do you want? You know, tell me what you eat. What what what, what will you eat?" And he wouldn't budge. You know, he wouldn't (laughs) uh, back down. And so after an hour and a half, she gave up, and and she's like, "Okay, fine, we're going to eat pork chops." And then he yelled loudly in the store, "You never let me eat." And and did and humiliating. Yeah, she wanted to laugh at the time, but uh, she decided to just get out of the store as quickly as possible. Have you have you ever? <laughs> that's embarrassing. Have you ever seen kids in church when um, the dad picks them up and carries them out because they're making too much noise? Yeah. So we were sitting there one day watching this dad frustrated with his child, and um, stands up in the middle of church. So whatever, three hundred people in the room, and. The baby starts, no, daddy, no, daddy, no. And then the baby yells at the top of his lungs, don't beat me, daddy. Don't beat me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How old was this kid? <laughs> he was like 18. <laughs> no, he was, uh, I don't know, three. Okay. No. <laughs> that is so funny. Can you funny. imagine? He's like, shh, shh, Daddy's not going to beat you. <laughs> what do you say to him? Oh, I'm not. I'm just going to the bathroom. We'll be right back. Kids. Kids are embarrassing. Yeah. Got another one, Mikey? Uh, Not another kid. Do you have another story? Yeah. So here's one that was pretty funny. Um, so a grandmother took their 11 year old uh, granddaughter to the Nutcracker. Okay. And <laughs> 11 year old to the Nutcracker. Yeah. yeah my, so this isn't no. super young. Yeah, but, but that's uh, great. That's great experience. As the peacock carrier or character was dancing onto the stage in her white leotard, uh, the. D- <laughs> The granddaughter elbowed the grandmother and was like, Grandma, Grandma, here, take these binoculars. Mom, or Grandma, she's got pit stains. Check it out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she about died, yeah. and she was praying that no one else around them heard. The, 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 the ballerina has <laughs> yeah. pit stains. The uh, Eagle Scout, Court of Honor. True story. Eagle Scout, Court of Honor. My son's there. He can't. Is, pronounce it, is his, it his court of honor? No, it's we're at my brother-in-law's court of honor. Okay. My son was um, – actually, it was my daughter. So this was 21 years ago. My daughter can't pronounce 
certain letters. So there's a big group of people, various church leaders that are there. It's You're trying to look good. You don't want anybody to embarrass you. But my daughter starts yelling the word flag, but it it sounds like a swear word the way she says it at age three, at the top of her lungs, over and over and over and over and over. So what kind of creative parenting did you use there? And I just... What do you do? Then I picked her up and she yells, don't beat me. (laughs) No, but then what do you do? They're just embarrassing you. Or what do you do when your child looks up and um, to somebody that's got acne and says, mom, look at his face. He's got chicken pox. And you just cover your little kid's mouth. Yeah. My, my little brother walked up to a, a very large man in a grocery store and asked him if he was full. Really? Are you full? Yeah. I've, we, I personally took the emergency brake off of my family car when I was a kid and put it in neutral and rolled my family car all the way out of my driveway, across a street, up their lawn, into the bushes of my neighbor's house. Boom. Embarrassing. What is what is the what does the mom say there? You know, I've heard that children are the uh most expensive comedy show that yeah. you can you can get. You laugh your head off. And then you just want to cry. <laughs> Cuz they're so messed up. And then you got to pay their bill and then they got to go to therapy and then boom. It just goes on and on and on. Creative parenting. That's the topic of the show. Good job, guys. Well done. Hope you're uh, let me know if you get married the next break. Mike Pond, we're trying to get him married. His mom asked us to do that because he was a difficult child. It's we're on it. Hashtag date with Mike. Hashtag date with Mike. Go to the Facebook page, send Mike a personal private message, and uh, that might get you a chance to go out with him. Or hashtag date with Mike. Powerful. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back. Janine Otley is going to be joining us. She's going to clue us in on life and parenting. We'll be right back. You're listening to BYU Radio. everybody to the Matt Townsend show. Hey, for those of you that are out there wondering, uh, so how do you get in on this Mike Pond dating opportunity? Go to Facebook. Look me up on, go to Matt Townsend on Facebook. Just find me on Facebook, like me. And then you have to do that to be able to communicate. And then go find the picture of Mike Pond and you can just leave a message or leave a private message. Mike right now is putting together, um, a bio. We're calling it a, um, a pond file. It's like a profile. But he's going to let us know just some, you know, biographical information. How old he is, where, is he, where he's from. You know, that way you kind of know who you're dating, how far he is in school, how much is left. He's even, we're going to have um, his doctor uh, give, him, give us an update on his health 
and his dentist will also call in and let us know how how good his his gums are. Um, so just go there, or you can go to Twitter and get on the Twitter sphere. And on uh, where what do we do on there, James? Where are we going there? Um, you can tweet tweet us with hashtag date with Mike, or you can tweet to Mike directly at Mike W Pond. Mike W Pond. <laughs> this is fun. Honestly, people are lining up. And Mike's a great guy. Uh, he's a great catch. And with a, just a little guidance and a loving heart, he'll go a long way. He will, he'll at least give you 10 good years. <laughs> That's from yesterday's show when we decided, would you rather have love for 10 years or love for 60 years with someone that's just a friend? Anyway, here's the deal. We are going now to one of our great contributors. Janine Otley is joining us. Janine uh, has the website, thepinkteapot.net, which she's, she's kind of does everything. She's an etiquette blogger. She's wife of an amazing man, mom of four crazy but wonderful kids, entrepreneur, and, you know, otherwise occupied with the daily mundane tasks. That comes from her Twitter page. Janine has also um, been on the show before but is a new contributor for us, and we're going to have her on regularly. Janine, welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, Matt. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Did you hear that we're auctioning off Mike Pond? Yes. I saw that earlier today on your on Facebook. I know. How does, how does Mike feel about that? We, you know, we don't know. We haven't really asked him. <laughs> you don't care. Yeah. No, actually, Mike, about him? Mike's in on this. Mike, one of his <laughs> goals was he wants to find somebody. How, how old is Mike? 23. 23 years young. But he's he just he's struggling. He's struggling. Fine. He dates a ton. He dates like crazy. But he he just needs he just needs a little help. So we decided we'd help. And so if you know anyone, Janine, do you know anyone that you you want to throw into the? I have a sister in law who goes to BYU and is adorable. I'm going to throw her throw, her, throw in. her in the mix. Yeah. Yep. We're going to be doing a pond file, which is a <laughs> file on Mike Pond. Which will just kind of give the the biographical information about who he is, what's going on, and so we'll post that. Probably, I guess we'll have to keep it on my Facebook page, I guess, to keep everyone knowing where to go. But um, you can send her there. Cool. Well, I enjoyed meeting him, and he's he's a he's a cute kid. He's cute. So, yeah. And I, you, you probably didn't lift up his lip, but we've lift up his <laughs> we we lifted up his lip, and he's got good gums. <laughs> Well, and I mean that's a bonus right there. Good teeth, totally. good gums, yeah. good hair, good hair, strong back. I'm sure it was broken well. a few years ago, but strong now. <laughs> and the guy can throw a javelin. I don't know how many times I need to say that, but not every guy can throw a javelin. So if we ever Master revert MC. back to javelin throwing, <laughs> he'll be very, very valuable. So Janine, mom of four kids, huh? And you say your kids um, are crazy but wonderful. Well, aren't aren't they all? Aren't yeah. all kids crazy but wonderful? Yeah. You know? Yeah, they are. Yeah, I I didn't realize how teenagers would, I mean, little kids, right? How you know, old are please? your kids? Because you're young. You're so, 20-something. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I had my first kid when I was 12. No, I Weird. was not 12. Um, I, my kids are 16. My son's 16. My girls are 14, 12, and 9 oh, tomorrow. Yeah. My yep. little girl's 9 tomorrow. Wow, happy birthday to her. And, um... Yes, thank you. You bet. And so I never realized how tough teenagers were, 
And little kids are hard, too. You, you know what you yeah. know. And yeah. so the little kid stage was hard. The baby stage was really hard. No sleep and being thrown up on. And, but, man, teenagers are just... Different, huh? I, oh, my gosh. I just never realized... I never, you, you can't, nothing can prepare you for that, right? Did you ever have this thought, like with your teen? You, you only really have it with your teen or um, maybe a colicky child where you're like, <laughs> you're pretty sure that, you're, that, the, um, that your in-laws' genes are dominant. <laughs> like, you're like, being punished for yeah, something. You're like, you don't I know think what it is. my like, genes must be recessive because <laughs> I don't seem that this kid's nothing like me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've had both teenagers who are throwing me for a loop and a colicky baby who screamed for nine months. Wow. So I don't, you know what? Yeah, I know, right? What did I do to deserve that? Well, I don't no, know. I, I, they're great kids. I mean, they're yeah. asserting their independence, which I have to think is a good thing. But, oh, my goodness, I, I don't know that I'm ready for teenagers. Well, that's it. So. See, you grow up. And so we, it's one thing. I mean, it, that, that huge change that you go over when you have the baby you you go yeah. they you have to have the same change like when you've had your second baby. I, I kind of noticed they doubled every. It, it was twice as hard to have two kids if you can imagine that. Yep. And then three kids yep. was like three times as hard. Then you reach a point that four kids it's like more of a multiplier, so it's like twenty five times harder. <laughs> then then you get used to it and you get good and you're yeah. good at it. Then they turn into a teenager. And that complacency. seems complacency. That's yeah. that's the killer. Complacency. Yeah. When we get complacent, yeah. that's when they turn into teenagers. That's it. Right? You get a little fat. You get a little happy. You can ask them to go turn the channel. Go get you the remote. Yeah, that's it. You get all complacent. That's a great way to look at it. And then all of a sudden, boom! Yeah. Then they sneak yep. up, and they're just they're like a ninja. Yep. Yeah. That that's a great way to describe it. They are like little ninjas, and then just out of nowhere. They hate you. Yeah. You are the dumbest person on the planet. Yep. They know everything. Uh-huh. They are the smartest person on the planet. Yep. And I don't know how that happens. Well, and so. they've got braces. And they talk oh, like this. Goodness. And they sound weird. Two sets of braces yeah. for every kid. Yeah. My goodness. Well, they're not yeah. both braces. Some are spacers and some are braces. Right. I think spacers what it is, it's, yeah, it's an invention made by the, the, the uh, orthodontists of the world to double bill you. <laughs> I love my orthodontist, but my goodness. I yeah. mean, by the time we're done with all the orthodontia, I could have a great car. Oh, yeah. So, another car. Well, even know? if you just kept all the metal. Yeah. From the kids. <laughs> I could have you, a compact car. If you car just from melted that. it down, you you could probably trade it in for a car. See, and I, again, totally I love my exactly. kids. I act like I don't. I really love them to death. And um, I would never love them to death. But I, it's 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 hard. So, here's what I want to know from you. What are you learning? Okay. What are the principles? What are you finding out as a mom of the you've spread them out 9 to 16. Okay? So they yeah. can get you they can get you from elementary to middle yep. to to high school. Boom. Yep. Now I've got one really, in college. I've got years. one at every level. Yeah. You wait. It's it, I mean, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, uh, that's what I keep hearing. Oh, just wait. You don't even have it hard. Well, that's as hard as I know, right? Yeah. So I I had four kids in 7 years which no one in my family did. And so this is, this is what I'm learning right now, yeah. is that no matter how much I would like to keep my kids from hurting, keep my kids from making stupid decisions, or protect them, whatever, I cannot, I can't. I cannot fix it for them. 
and especially my teenagers, if I try to, and if I try to control that for them, I am robbing them and I am doing them a disservice. That's so true. They won't learn. Right. They won't learn that way. You got. You got to let. Con- you you got to let them fail. Right. And the consequences aren't going to get smaller as they get older. They're only going to get bigger. That is so hard for me. My husband's not listening. He's at work right now, but yeah. he is the one teaching me this lesson because I want to fix it. I want to help them. I want to cushion the blow. He's like, Janine, you can't. We have to let them fail. And if we don't let them fail now, the failures are going to be bigger. They're going to have bigger consequences. They have to fall sometime. Oh. See, so that's, that's the, the problem, thing. isn't it? So, yeah. yeah, we we don't want them to fail. We don't want them to fall. We don't dare risk it. Yet if we don't, they're not going to learn the behaviors, the skills to pick themselves up to to recover. Right. We're just making a well, bunch of kids. veggies. Right. Well, and we have kids who learn different ways. I have a child, one in particular, who learns by watching. Mm-hmm. She was my child who watched all the other kids run up and down the stairs or crawl up and down the stairs, and she wouldn't even crawl up a, one stair until she, until she had watched enough and she could very carefully crawl up and then crawl back down. That's my watcher. Hmm. And so I have one child who watches, and she learns by watching other people. And then I have a child who must do. And yeah. that child has to experience it in order to learn that that's not the way that they want it, and which it kills us as a parent, right? Right, totally. Um, and, and, so, and then I have a child who learns by hearing stories and by, you know, hearing different things from other people, they all learn differently. And so you they're all different. Plug and into that and figure out they how they the learn it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm trying to figure mine out as you're saying this. Yeah, I have some that see it done. I have a lot that seem to learn just watching it on TV. <laughs> Is that one of the categories? Or or just watching it on Facebook or just, you know, vegging on their phone? Not to do, I don't know. Watching, I don't know like, what they're what, learning, but they say they're yeah. They say they're learning. <laughs> so, but it's always like kind of in a state of it's, they're reclined. So maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. They have they. I have some kids that learn from seeing, some from hearing, and some from just being reclined. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe we need to drop them into the recliner and just leave them there. I don't know. Sometimes I think that that would be the better thing. You know, like lock them in their room, prevent yeah. them from. You know, but that's the thing is that really that is. That's Satan's plan. Is that is that right? Is yeah. that he wanted us to he wanted to force us to choose the right, and and that is the hardest thing, is to realize that we're really carrying out Satan's plan by trying to force our kids. Yeah, you, you, you don't want to steal that, do you? You don't want to steal the agency. You don't. But it's so hard as a parent, really. If you step back and look, especially at your teenagers or your old, you know, as your kids as they get a little older. Are you really letting them, you know, when they're little, you can't just step back and say, I'm going to go ahead and let them walk into the road and let them learn from that experience. You can't. But when they're older, you have to step back and say, okay, they have their agency, their frontal lobes are developed, they have that logic, they need to learn. And and that is so hard. Can you even imagine what our Heavenly Father must feel? Oh, really? I mean, that's a great way to look at it is... We, we we have such a hard time getting our kids to do stuff, and then you think of like a, a God in heaven trying to keep right. everyone down on earth following. It's that's right. why I think he he laughs 
He's got a good sense. Like he's like, look at that. <laughs> good, have, you're learning. You have to have a good you're sense learning. Of humor, right? Yeah, right. It, it really is. And we have to fall. You do, and I think I think that's the that's the lesson I think of our generation is we we tell our kids, you guys can do anything. You're amazing. You're fantastic. You can do anything. And then we also uh, pretty much do it for them. And then we right. don't let them ever fail. So they never have mm-hmm. resistance. And then they get all this right. success that maybe they didn't deserve. And then we right. send them out and they fail. And then they have a right. failure to thrive and they never grow. And in reality, we may have been complicit in their lack right. of development. Like the award for participation, right? Like yeah. everyone has to get a trophy yeah. or the mom's up in arms. And I'm so not that parent. I'm not, I, I'm a firm believer in in letting them fall, in, you know, earning and, and getting what they deserve, whether good or bad. Right. You know, being there for them and loving them when they fall and being there for them no matter what. But you've got to let them experience the burn when they touch something that's hot. You know, the joy when they've completed something that they've worked hard for. And if we do not let our kids experience those things, we are robbing them and depriving them of of hard lessons learned yeah. early. And they, like you said, they're going to get out there in the real world, and they are in for a rude awakening. And they're lazy. They're complacent. They're rude. I mean, it's, we're not helping them. Yeah. Let me just point something out. As somebody that learned um, about the burn, yeah. I learned the hard way. Uh, in my car with my sisters when we were younger, um, I was probably, I don't know, four, five, probably five because four sounds really young. Um, and my sister pushed in the lighter and pulled it out like volcano, volcanic, you know, lava, hot, pulsating Mm -hmm. heat. And she's like, touch it. And, um, I learned the hard way. Yeah. And it burnt bad. Yeah. So I would just recommend maybe, you know, maybe don't let them get burnt. <laughs> well, you know, you know, you have those kids where you say it's hot. Yeah. You say, don't touch the stove. It's hot. Well, you'll have those kids who have to touch the it. touchers. And then you have the kids who listen. Right. Yeah. The, the ones, ones that'll listen. Experience it. And then you have. Mm-hmm. The, yep. And then you have the ones who who will listen. And then you have the ones who, you know, will watch the sibling who has to touch it and get burned. <laughs> so you have different children who will learn different ways. But some some of those kids have to experience the burn, but the important thing is you are there to guide, to lead, to love. But you can't you, you can't you know. Yeah, don't I intervene. Love my parents. Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't, don't intervene on the, the principle. The principle has to teach. The principle, right? And that's the thing is that my I love my parents, but they were always they 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 let me they they cushioned it too much for me. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I was out in the real world and I went, wait a second. There were a lot of lessons, especially with relationships, that they, they really sheltered me from. And I had to learn. And they did it because they loved me. Yeah. But I had to learn the hard way that, um, that, these, that these things were happening around me. And I, and I looked back at those things and my parents were just trying to protect me. But I wish that, that I had learned those things at a younger age. I love so that. I'm making sure that I'm teaching me, my children those things now. See? You got it. Janine oh, Otley. I'm trying. I'm, you totally I got it. Fa- I'm sure I'm failing, but no. and I'm sure many people out there who know my kids or whatever think I'm oh, yeah. crazy and my kids <laughs> are crazy, you know, whatever. Whatever. But, they don't have you know, a blog. Haters are going to hate, right? Yeah. What? <laughs> haters are going to hate. They don't, you're gonna like, you don't have a blog, so whatever. You're not on the Matt Townsend Show. Get off my back. 
My kids are great. Um, Jenny, you're the best. Thanks for joining us. Again, people, go check out her website, thepinkteapot.net. It's a guide to etiquette, but really, it's a guide to life. And if you get in there, you learn more about Janine and her, how she'll burn her kids and stuff. Um, <laughs> Janine, you're awesome. Thanks for joining. Hey, we're going to have you again regularly. Yep. You're going to fix you us one show at a time. Okay, we're taking a break. When we come back, we're going to do something. We're not quite sure what we're going to do. It's either catchphrase. We're going to play a game maybe, maybe more stories. I don't know. We're leaving that up to the crew. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back. You're listening to us on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show, also known as I Likey the Mikey. We're having a little bit of a contest here. Uh, our great producer, uh, Michael Pond. Michael Wallenbeck. What's his name? Wallenberg. Wallander. Wallander. Mike, Michael Wallander Pond is um, now on, mar- on the market. This is The Bachelor Show. We're, what we're doing is this. And let's just get very clear again. Mike and I were talking. Wouldn't it be great if, you know, Mike could date, get married? It almost became a New Year's resolution on the fly. Almost. Yeah, almost one. And then uh, we we threw that out on the Facebook world. And on Facebook, people went crazy seeing a picture of Mike. And they were all excited about this goal to date Mike. So we're doing this because we're setting it up. We're going to be doing a few things. Mike's picture is up there. We already have some people that are private messaging that really would like a date. Some of you have kids, uh, friends, you know, people from your, um, you know, from your parole hearings, uh, people that have been involved in prison settings with you that you would like to set up, and just wonderful, lovely people as well. It doesn't just have to. It could be anybody that wants to date Mike. We want to know who you are. Um, over the weekend, we're going to put together a pond file, and we're going to we're going to send the pond file out, which is just going to be his bio information. Um, like I'm going to just give you a little bit of it. Okay, Mike is six foot two. Okay, uh, six three when he's wet, when he's in his uh, tennis shoes because he's got some high pump shoes. Um, if he pumps them up, uh, he's 180 pounds wet. When he's wet, he's 180 pounds. He's has his his blood type O negative, so it's a universal blood type. Is that right, Mike? Yeah, universal donor. So if so, an interesting little sideline. Not only is he a great date, but if you need blood, he's a universal. I'm donor. your guy. So if any of you out there need blood, he's the guy. He's that, inherently going to be able to give you blood. That goes back to the Superman ideal, you know, that you yeah. he can save you in any situation. He really can. Blood. And that was good. That was good plug, James. Yeah. Was, did you feel it? You should write. Now, James is, by the way, he's been all over Facebook today um, trying. That's probably where I got it. It's rubbing off. <laughs> to just lasso down all of the people that really want, that really likey the Mikey. Yeah, it's actually been uh, really, you know, tons of comments. We even have a picture of somebody's niece on, on the in the comments. Really? Yes. Aww. So people are, like ants are saying, hey, date my Exactly. Nice. This is perfect. Yeah, this is cute. they're calling Mike everything is you know even Tom Cruise. Yeah, seven he, people like that one. Yeah, exactly. Like he looks like Tom Cruise. And by the way, 
He's a lot taller than Tom Cruise. He's the tall Tom Cruise. Yeah, even better. He's like the Tom Cruise 2.0. 2.0 and O negative. Except we're there having the problem of like they don't know him. So I thought instead of catchphrase, let's let's learn let's who learn Mike more. is. Let's learn more about let's Mike. Let's ask Mike some questions okay. so people know who they're getting into. Jess, I think it's brilliant. I know. What are the rules? Do I have to answer, answer honestly? Honestly. Yeah. Okay. Every you, question. You will have to die in 10 years for love. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's how serious we are. We're trying we are. <laughs> to find your love match. So Mikey, so this is the Likey the Mikey question period. And um, if we had time, on the, we, on the show next week, we are going to take callers. 1-855-CHAT-BYU. If you have a specific question for Mike, we're not doing it this week, but you'll be thinking about it. And no, next week, we're going to get on and let you ask questions to Mike. Um, so Mike, questions. Um, Where'd you grow up? It depends. Oh, boy. Here we go. No, I grew up in uh, Santa Cruz, California. Okay. James. Do you like to surf because you grew up in California? Man, everybody asks me that, and I, I have it's to say It's California. Yes. Yeah. But it's like, are you from Nebraska? Do you like to shuck corn? You know, it's... Absolutely. No, but every Yeah. I, I surfed a lot. I grew up on the beach. Uh, Santa Cruz is a coastal surfing town. Yeah. Do you have your own board? <laughs> I have four. Okay, what? enough with the pansy questions. Mike, what was your first kiss like? It was horrible. <laughs> I did not know she was interested at all. So she lunged. Yeah, and then after looking back, I was like, oh my gosh, that was a date. I had no idea. <laughs> I had, cute. That's yeah. cute. Your first, your first kiss was a surprise. Yeah, it, I, I did not see it coming till it was there. That's good. Um, uh, most embarrassing moment. Most embarrassing moment. Jeez. Um, I mean, that's uh, that's okay for radio. Yeah, I'm trying to think because all the ones that are coming to mind... Are inappropriate. Yeah. Hmm. Probably, okay, so when I was in high school, I had a crush on this girl, and uh, I thought I would confess my love to her by... Well, you know, my crush to her by by writing her these poems. And yeah. I, I wrote, I'd put them in her locker, and I'd, I'd put them on her car, and I mailed them to uh-huh. her. See, so you're romantic. Yeah, and one of the poems, I, I just talked about her beautiful blue eyes. It's like the never-ending blue sky, a blue ocean. <laughs> and then I'm sitting next to her in class one day, and I look over, and she's got green eyes. Oh, <laughs> no. That yeah. was pretty embarrassing. But see, again, you tried. Yeah, you, you know. tried. Just didn't quite get there. Yeah. So, again, for any of you out there in listener land who have friends, family, who are in need of love and need in need of a wonderful, strong, six foot two, 180 pound hunk of burning love, (laughs) is what he likes to be called. (laughs) O negative blood type, romantic, uh, poet, poet, colorblind, surfer. Surfer, I'm with not four boards. I can see colors fine. Matt. Well, next time look in her eyes, and we'll get it straight. <laughs> if you want all of that, this is your chance. Check us out on Facebook. <laughs> we're gonna get you married, and we're gonna go, go to Twitter. You can send him a direct message immediately. Going how? Mike W Pond. Mike W Pond on Twitter. And, yeah. and this weekend, uh, go to my Facebook page. Be looking for the Pond file. Where we'll have a p- some more pictures of Mike and then just some biographical information. This is happening, folks. Next week, we're going to start letting you get engaged, not, you know, for marriage, but engaged in the conversation. We're going to learn more about Mike. And by Valentine's Day, we'll probably, you're going to be on a date. One of you will have a lucky date with Michael Pond. Thanks for listening, folks. Creative parenting done. 
Go be the parents, the great people you are. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow with more ideas, more tools, helping you find the good life right here on The Matt Townsend Show.